Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water and water life science in your health. And the Health Olympics, we're calling it lately. Those of you that have been listening, can you imagine the health education that we haven't learned through the years, all of us? And what I found fascinating is we're going home with these babies from birth and we're getting a lot of brochures and we're getting all these welcome to the world stuff and excitement to the baby, but they're forgetting to educate the parents on how to go home with health education that are a little mini classes while they have the kept the audience of the parents in the hospital at the moment. What a time to get the parents involved and get them educated. And the one thing I've all learned, we've all learned, and I like about this radio show, is we're able to remind each other, reminds me of things by having our guests on from all over the world, scientists and scholars and experts in the field of what they're studying and what they're doing. Everybody we have on is somebody who's studying something too. Is the fact that we're all reminding each other. We forget, all of us. And what this radio show wants to remind you is we're in a crisis in this country and all over the world. The crisis is water. We took it for granted. And anybody who says, well, no way does anybody take that for granted, that's common sense. No, it's been taken for granted. The world is in a water crisis. And when I have spent over 35 years now in research, studying the behavior of the importance of water to our health, our lives, and the longevity and these diseases. Have you ever noticed that diseases are no longer curable? They put them in remission. That kind of bothers me. I want them to be finding cures. So I decided to dive in invest in the future of what could we do to learn to find cures. What did I learn? So simple. Good old common sense. We founders of companies and products and research are not always what we call the most smart, brilliant. We're all people who have an intrigue about something. Have you ever had an intrigue about anything And you just were so intrigued and curious. And you just started taking it on to study and do more or just learn more because of your own curiosity to something. All founders are that way. They were curious. And they bumped into something that made it more curious, more intriguing. But they kind of found it almost like a little hobby. They didn't, they just kind of kept finding it more curious. Well, when we do these breakthroughs, as I have done, the breakthrough is this. The word evaporation of water. You were hearing for a long time, 
dehydration, which means death. You could have a dehydration in the toe and have a fungus. You could have a dehydration in the abdomen and maybe have ulcers. You could have a dehydration in the in the in the nails of your hands and and have a problem. You could have a skin rash. That's a dehydration. But evaporation is what it's all about because the, the dehydration isn't all over the body yet. That's water uh, in the body. Now, that baby in the womb is nourished for between eight and nine months to develop by with nature's plan so much percentage of water per organ so that, that when that baby is finally ready to be born, that baby comes through that process into the atmosphere of water vapor and that you, the, then the baby is like a battery. Everything is a battery to live with the atmospheric water vapor. It charges. And that charge of that battery with the electric rod of the atmosphere's water vapor is what keeps you alive until you over-dehydrate. Now, over-dehydration means you're not getting enough water and you're over-evaporating. Now, follow me. Each organ of your body has a percentage of water. And that organ, they have to maintain that percentage. Now, when that baby is born, there are no two eyes alike, two fingerprints alike, and we're all different. What is that symptom? What is that process of nature? What is the common sense behind it? Have you ever noticed how almost every invention is a common sense invention? Why wasn't it there all along? Well, people became in society, as our thousands of years passed and passed, in society became complex. They want it to be more complicated. Well, guess what? When it comes time for water and this planet, water in the human body, water in the atmosphere. And what is happening is just a tragedy to me, but it's going to change. With this radio show, we're going to change it, all of us. And by more of you listening and hopefully beginning to blog with us, the change that people take serious, the water that is a crisis. There are cities all over the United States that are having water crisis, and you don't read them about it in the press. There are countries that have been in water wars and behind the scenes. The press don't talk about it because it is a crisis. Now, can you imagine what the best educators would be if they cared the news media, to go out there and teach everyone about getting behind the water crisis so that Earth's planet, as it lives with the solar system, can be here for eternity. And it would be 
as long as there is water. That's how it began. Way back at the beginning of the Big Bang, they call it. And remember, the Big Bang was when, when the water was, became the electrical rod of the human, all life, not just human, but of all living life, which water is a living life, soil is a living life, the moss is a living life, the ferns are a living life. Everything began to take a process of living as a species with a living life coming. We as humans came later. And as we developed and we began to learn with that common sense, we learned, like our forefathers did, they migrated around all communities, cities, the economy, and the best of the, of the health of the community and people, society, around water. They always did. And when water began to diminish, but they didn't know that long ago how the process of how to protect the water. We should be learning that. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all we need to learn. How do you protect the water? But we also need to be learning how to protect that water percentage in your bodies and look for cures for disease, not just remission. Because in that percentage of organ and that water, and you're evaporating from birth, a different, and there's no two eyes alike, fingerprints alike, and more. Well, why aren't we learning that process to assist the research to look for those diseases and those symptoms? We might be able to learn more about those symptoms before they get serious. How I learned it, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and I've been in research a long time. But research had asked me in ophthalmology research if I would study the evaporation of the organ of the eye. And I found that they used the word evaporation of the eye. They didn't say dehydration. They said evaporation. And at the surface of the eye is a tear film, a film over the eye that is 99% water. And from birth, when that eyelid opens, it opens because the eyelid is open. The eyes re, uh, evaporate quicker than even the skin because the skin is being is cover is the largest organ in the body covering the rest of the body's living organ. But the eye is exposed to the atmosphere and that electric rod called like a like a battery. No two eyes alike. Now, why is that? Each person is evaporating differently. And the eyes in the womb at the same time are connected with the brain. And your brain is 80 to 85% water, nature's method, plus all those organs in the body percentage of water. But when the eyes go on overload, and for you as a person because there's no two eyes alike, over-evaporate at the surface of the eye, the brain kicks in and assists you. And that has to take a draw on the rest of... It's like a, a drawing on a straw. If you suck on a straw, 
you can pull up as much as you want by not quite, because that straw may not bring it all at once. You may just get barely, and then all of a sudden you learned how to suck on the straw and bring that up. Now, the body is like that straw. It, those organs are pulling on the water, and it's living with the atmospheric water vapor. Why is it that when water is a crisis on the planet, that we're taking idle and nobody is demonstrating about that? Oh, they're going out and demonstrating about this other stuff. But maybe that they're not thinking about what's best long-term. Long-term means that this planet can be there long-term, but only if there's water. And look at the countries of the earth that are slowly but surely diminishing and diseases out of control. One of the most fascinating things to me was Ebola. And I got a report in that they decided with Ebola to have them drink a gallon of water a day and just try it. You know, they just said, just try it. Well, lo and behold, guess what? It worked to drink a gallon of water a day. They were able to get a control over Ebola. They've been learning that with heart disease, drinking a lot of water. So we just use our common sense, enjoy our show, and what's coming today. Today we're going to have Mary Carolyn is a nutrition expert, and uh, she's very fascinating to me. She attained her doctorate degree in clinical nutrition, and she's going to be getting that doctorate degree by in the next few years in nutrition, which we've been talking about nutrition as the next medical treatment. Then she's she's has it returning to her passion for full-time fitness and nutrition. She's been a fitness expert. She became involved as a human resource expert. I look at that because she worked on a PhD and postgraduate courses. She's got a lot of background and certain things we're going to discuss today, she and I, uh, about what what we need to educate our, our um everybody out there about that we forget about. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, though, with Nature's Tears I Missed. Nature's Tears I Missed was invented to be able to replenish at your fingertips with 100% water, a a tissue culture grade of water, to be able to replenish the surface of the eyes because the tear film is over-evaporating. And that'll help you with your eye drops and all of your surgeries that you've had, and more. You can use it as often as you wish. It's safe, but it works. We've had millions of people during market testing using it. Now we're getting prepared to sell worldwide. We'll listen to the sponsor and Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be right back with Mary Carolyn. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Mary Carolyn, are you with us? I am, Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us today. I've been really looking forward to this. You have quite a background. Um, Let's start out with your childhood and what got you fascinated and interested in nutrition and exercise and all these things like yoga and why you did it? Because I can tell methodically you do things. Now, you can correct me on that. But I, I recognize when I read your background, you do things with methodical directions. Am I right or wrong? No, you're, you're right. I'm very analytical. And first, I want to there thank you go. for having me on the program. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, I have always appreciated nature. And when I was very young, I actually caught one of the tagged crabs that the University of Maryland set out when they were trying to improve the water quality of the Chesapeake Bay. And I was very, very young, and I was awarded $1.00 to bring the crab that I caught to the University of Maryland so they could track that, um, his migration. And I have always been tuned into nature, and I've done the same thing with my own children, just take time and uh, garden, appreciate the beauty of nature, and uh, that's kind of what got me started, and then I continued on by doing fitness programs throughout high school and college. I also danced. I was an NFL cheerleader, and I decided I would study. Now, Mary Caroline, we didn't see that on here. You were an NFL cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I guess I've I've done a lot of things. I was a um, cheerleader for the rest of the I'm sorry to interrupt you for a minute, but which NFL team were you a cheerleader with? I cheered for the Redskins, the Washington Redskins in 1995. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you still a Redskins fan? 
I'm an alum, alumni cheerleader, and we have a wonderful group of, okay. um, um, yeah, so we, we have a lot of fun together, and, uh, and that's been just a joy and, and blessing in my life for sure, and I then uh-huh. became a science cheerleader, and that was for cheerleaders who were also in science professions to encourage uh-huh. students to study science and math. So Good I've also been involved with the U.S. Science Fair and uh, a lot of exciting things with STEM. And I really mm-hmm. want to encourage uh, young people to study nutrition so they know where their food is coming from and that they take charge of what they're eating and to realize that we have more energy if we eat food that is live, it's real, it's whole, it's unprocessed, to encourage uh, young people to garden and to also Mm -hmm. protect the water of our earth by watching what they, you know, what people put in their yards and and Mm -hmm. protect the water by not using pesticides and so forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, along um, the way, when you went into... um, Fitness, and then you went into nutrition. Uh, uh, then you moved into uh, certain things, uh, other analytical things that were very um, fascinating, like human resource and more. How did you end up going from where you there that beginning point, and through that process get to human resource? How did that happen? Did somebody ask you about it, or you decided to get involved in human resource? I I was asked to join a human resource team when I went to get a master's degree, and I was collecting that, and I was doing training Mm -hmm. at the time, and um, Mm -hmm. more database work, and, um, Mm -hmm. and my company at the time said, why don't you, if you're getting your master's in that, why don't you join the human resources team. And I, my focus was, again, analytical and compensation and mm-hmm. um, database work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, when you were out there uh, with the human resource side of it, did you notice that uh, the workplace really needs uh, health education uh, badly? Did you ever notice that those individuals are not getting Probably because when you're working hard every day and you're going to work with demands on you to do what you're doing, you go home and work with your kitchen table. I call everybody with a kitchen table as they're trying to make ends meet. Everybody, I don't care if you have a billion dollars, just trying to figure it out. Did you ever find that that was really important that more human resource uh, programs should have health education? Yes, I noticed that people were stressed and not balanced and overly concerned with work problems that are mostly passing. And and the real issue is your health, because if you don't have your health, you can't do anything else. You can't be uh, a good parent. You can't be a good family member. You can't support your spouse. You have to have your health. You've got to be able to do your, have your health to do your work. So I actually at the mm-hmm. time started an after-work fitness class 
on my own. And, mm-hmm. um, and I also did aerobics training at the time. That was back in the 80s when mm-hmm. it was called aerobics. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I did notice, and I actually wrote my master's thesis on workplace wellness and how important that was. So that was my thesis for my master's degree. Now, what did you emphasize when you went into that class? What were the things that you emphasized to teach people? Um, We've got a new one going on, I'm married, Carolyn. Do you want me to call you Mary Carolyn or Mary? Mary Carolyn. Okay, Mary Carolyn. What I I emphasized was um, breathing and proper form. If you're going to exercise, you have to take care of your whole body and, and, you know, especially your Mm -hmm. feet, wear the proper shoes and watch how you're stepping down because your feet carry you for your whole life and also recovery. So if you have an injury to ice it or take whatever steps you need to rest and recover so that, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people can get Mm -hmm. overly enthusiastic about exercise and then they become chronically injured with shin splints and so forth. Mm-hmm. So my emphasis, mm-hmm. especially with yoga, is balance and do something every day, at least 30 minutes of a day of sunshine, outdoor activity, if possible. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just now gardening back to, or a go walk. Back to the, let's go back to the breathing. We've yeah. had on here for years uh, a lot of discussion with... Uh, individuals who are into Qigong and uh, Tai Chi and, and uh, some yoga, but mostly Tai Chi and Qigong, on how to breathe. Have you, did you notice that a lot of people, when you said learn how to breathe, they are looking at you kind of like, duh, what does that mean? Did you notice that? Yes, especially if someone's lifting weights and they tend to hold their breath. And that's not when you're, you're supposed to use your breath to work with your body in harmony. When you eat, when you rest, when you work out at all times, your breath should be working with you, not against you. Yeah, breathing and some people have is a to very fascinating um, uh, nature. Because if you, yeah. what happens is people don't realize, and I've studied this for a long, long time now, that people don't realize ooh, our parents were not talking about teaching our children how to breathe. Well, and people don't and breathing realize the is, they're is, under. Right. Well, it's more than that. You've got to keep that body's nature moving with breathing that water vapor of the atmosphere and, and, and release that carbon dioxide that comes in through the body. You've got to breathe in. You've got to relax. Um, it, it's called breathing. And make it a nature to uh, your daily life is uh, breathing. And then uh, we teach the other one, of course, is drinking enough water. Did you notice when you were t- working with that health class, did you ask them how much water they were all drinking? People usually bring, um, people will bring their water bottle. And so it is really important to stay hydrated. And um, a lot of that can be achieved through plant-based eating as well. 
Can I so share something with what you just said? I've been studying this for a long time. That is a, an addition too. But if they're not drinking enough glasses of water a day, and I mean by the glass, I've tried to teach people to pour it out of the bottle. Pour it in a glass. That way you're not getting that air as you go to put that bottle into your mouth. It's not, a, it's not getting, you've got to drink it by the glass. And the other one is, and of course, if we can conveniently only have a bottle at the moment, fine. But when you're serious about your water during the day, they should be drinking eight to 10 glasses of serious water a day. And that means one whole glass at a time. Because if you're, down, if you're just sipping it and taking a mouthful once in a while, that's not going to absorb into the body. It's kind of like your plants that you're a gardener. Would you go and drip the water or would you get the water to absorb into the soil and be able to have the atmosphere work with the rest of the uh, of the nature of the plant stem and the seed, all that, and, and the leaves and what the maturity of it and the atmosphere to work with it, but you got to get that absorption into the soil. Well, our bodies are identical. If you don't get the right absorption, then the body can't make decisions. Then you're forcing human life to dictate to your body because the body has got a mind of its own, as you probably know better than any of us because of all that you've taught and you've been learning. Uh, now, yes, to the body nutrition. is miraculously self-healing if given the right environment and conditions and nutrition. It it's just extraordinary. Now, back to nutrition, too. Uh, you're, you've decided to focus a lot on your nutrition, and you're not too far future. You're going to have a doctorate. I'm a believer, Mary Carolyn. That's the next medicine coming. And when I say that, I've watched what's going on out there now with my studies for for studying evaporation of the body for all these years. What I've learned that's going to happen is that every time they prescribe a prescription medicine, take an herb or supplement, it's whatever. I don't care if it's therapy. They're going to go on a particular, they're going to ask them to be on a particular diet. Have you been noticing that too? Well, I noticed that there could be a lot more attention paid to what someone is eating and drinking before they're prescribed a medicine. And that, to me, is lacking. When my mom was um, sick and subsequently passed away in 2015, I noticed that, um, you know, there was more emphasis on what she was being prescribed and balancing out medicines. And I think she should have been more focused on ways to balance, uh, for example, using massage to address pain and using nutrition to address other symptoms like arthritis and including water and different alternatives, not just Mm -hmm. medication. And Mm -hmm. I think there's too Mm -hmm. much emphasis on that and not enough emphasis on 
what are you eating? Um, for example, you know, soft drinks are really, really bad for you. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah, the sugar and, and just the chemicals. Carbohydrate and glucosis and more. Whole foods that are living, fresh out of your garden. I just went out in my garden and got mm-hmm. some tomatoes and a green pepper. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can grow a lot of things year-round. And if you don't have access to a garden, buying local produce as much as possible. It can't be done perfectly mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. People might not have access to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But well, if we what have you been learning now you've, you're working. Energy. Yeah, you're working toward a doctorate. Have you been studying and learning um, about which vegetable, which what's the, what type of whole uh, food is the most valuable to maintain every day? Uh, in other words, we like different menus. We our taste buds want different things, but. What are some of the things that you really think we got to concentrate on almost daily to be able to get our nutrition balanced with our with the way we are living in this atmosphere and our pressures and the communicate all this stuff that's going on around us to pull tug and pull on everybody is what's going on today. What are some of the nutritional hints that you think that everybody should have and not skip a day? Thank you for that question, Sharon. I think variety and hydration are the most important and seasonal. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the earth has a natural way. We have natural seasons. And we have every plant has all kinds of different compounds. If you study blueberries and then you study strawberries, they have a lot of similar qualities and they are also very different. Every plant has a certain color, a certain value, compounds, chemical qualities, and they're all different. So they all have a purpose in ourselves, and they're all valuable. That's why we need variety. You can't just eat one thing. It's best Mm -hmm. to eat seasonally, locally grown, whole produce. What vegetables do you find that are very important I think the most important are the most colorful vegetables. For example, um, beets, green peppers, um, carrots for vitamin A, green peppers. A lot of the vegetables have tons of vitamin C. Uh, Many vegetables have a lot of protein, broccoli, kale, leafy vegetables. Now, which vegetable has the most amount of protein? Probably kale has a lot uh, uh-huh. the most protein mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know there's a, a huge list of vegetables that have protein so you can you mm-hmm. can get a lot of that through fruits and vegetables even mm-hmm. an apple has a little bit of protein so mm-hmm. um, broccoli spinach are all great and the more colorful the vegetable the better it is for you I was going to so say, the darker the green, do you believe the darker the green, the more protein it might have? I would have to look that vegetable. up. Uh, but I think the mm-hmm. more color it has, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is better. Okay. So it's okay. important to get a variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and you because they all the have different qualities. You brought up the seasons. One of the reasons I came to conclusion after my research all these years is uh, on the nutrition and seasons that makes sense is the fact that you're living where you're living and the season that your body is adjusting to that you live. What, what is that nature to the season of what is growing? What is available? In other words, the apples may not be ready until, uh, let's say, in some places in the fall. But you have other vegetables that are, I mean, other fruits that are available before that. Then you have vegetables that grow uh, wherever uh, that are dominant in certain summer. And then, but you're going into, now in the United States, we're going into most states, the winter. So in where you're living, you're going into a winter. Are you changing your diet with the season yourself, Mary Carolyn? Yes, I am. Um, right now, I'm eating more squash. There's a huge variety of squashes. And actually, kale can survive a freeze. So mm-hmm. you can, uh, kale and, and different lettuce varieties and cabbage are very hardy to the seasons. Mm-hmm. So there are, are certain mm-hmm. things you can plant. And if you um, work with them, you can possibly cover them, bring some things inside or, or work around it and do your best. It's important that people realize they don't have to do it perfectly or get a PhD in it to, to make an effort. To do mm-hmm. any small effort is a step in the right direction. If you go to the store mm-hmm. and you buy green beans at, and you make green beans as part of your dinner instead of fast food after work and you learn you don't have to grab at, at fast food. You can make something nutritious at home or a nice fall soup. Mary Carolyn, they told me we have a break, and that's the only one we take during the, okay. uh, the show. If you don't go anywhere, okay. we're going to be right back, and we're going to just pick your brains. We're going to okay. listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. The surface of your eye is 99% water. And when they asked me to study that evaporation of the eye, what is vision impairment to wear glasses? But guess what? They were right when they talked to me years ago. Blindness is becoming way too common. We got to get that figured out. Nature Tears Eye Mist is a technology and application to supplement that tear film that causes a, a dry eye. Well, listen, and it can use it all day long, as much as you want, with all of your eye drops after surgery and more, with LASIK, cataract, and more. Well, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Mary Carolyn. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Mary Carolyn, we were teaching our audience about the different seasons of the nutrition changes of our lives. And some of the common sense to that is when the atmosphere changes, that we're all living on and that gives, it keeps us alive because you're evaporating from birth when you leave your mother's womb. That baby is 100% living with all the organs in place. And that baby is ready to live with the atmospheric water vapor from that moment on, that much life. Um, I've noticed they're not teaching them from birth, when they are at the hospital, getting ready to take that excitement home, they may get brochures, but they're not getting any education about nutrition. So they're growing up and going home, and the whole family are taking all these things with a, with for granted. Let's just say they're too, they think they're too busy. But you are saying that our bodies are adjusting, I'm I'm putting words in your mouth, but your bodies are adjusting to the season and that we've got to look at that season as what is growing in the season that we got to change into an an additional uh, diet for our uh, health benefits to help us during that season. What are some of the foods? Now, oh, real quickly, I want to ask you because I thought about this before we had our break. People don't grow gardens like you do. And we've had on our show through the years individuals who learned how to grow a garden in the house, have a garden in the kitchen. That could, that's how they could, the garden will grow that way if you know how to do that particular type of growth of whatever, vegetable or whatever. But what have you been teaching out there? Is it possible that people, uh, is it frozen food that you can go buy? Because I've, when I've had people on here and they've been, they're uh, farmers and farmers with huge crops to get to the trucks, get out to the grocery stores, but they're also immediately go to certain locations immediately and get 
the, the food processed into frozen. And a lot of people in research have said those are a little more nutritional because they didn't have to go so far to get to the grocery store. Could you answer that for us? Yes, I agree. Um, the food with the least amount of processing and the least amount of travel time um, is the most nutritious. So I would agree that frozen vegetables are a great second best to growing your own. And to see it as joyful, Mm -hmm. to teach children when they're very young, this is fun. What can we have now? Let's have pumpkin this week. It's almost Halloween. So how can we have fun making different types of squash and pumpkin? Other things to add that are high in protein are if people can tolerate lentils and different types of beans like edamame and broccoli, high in protein, also avocado. And one of the best sources of protein is the quinoa seed. It's actually a seed and it has all the essential amino acids. So quinoa can be easily added to a nice fall soup. If you want to make a squash or lentil soup and if you want Mm -hmm. to grow something, but you can't have a garden, Mm -hmm. you can grow herbs in your, Uh you know, you can grow cilantro or parsley, and then you add this nice living freshness to your salad. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you're getting something, even if you don't have the space for inflammation for Yeah, that way we wouldn't put as much salt, (laughs) sodium on the food right. uh, when you're cooking it or whatever. You add these different cilantro or parsley or a different taste. To that flavor are, with herbs tell, instead of salt. Now, on the herbs, when they, get, when they grind them up and put them, uh, this is a new one I hadn't asked anybody. When you put them in a jar, and do they have an age of how long that herb is going to be uh, healthy Uh, Or should you throw those herbs away if you don't use enough of it? Is there a time frame on those herbs that you keep around your cooking? Yes, I always discard anything. I I scour my pantry for expiration dates, especially on any oils. And the oil should be used to a minimum, but nuts, oils, herbs, spices, things do Mm -hmm. have an expiration date and, and they shouldn't be used. Um, but some things have a longer life, obviously. But, mm-hmm. yes, I think they, they should be fresh, as fresh mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever get into, when you were doing your corporate human resource studies, um, I've got to tell you one. My brother was a graduate of Wharton with an MBA, Ron Cowan, and he became a human resource he wouldn't like me saying this expert because he hates the word expert, but he became worldwide, uh, wrote many books for Wharton on that. Did you find when you were now studying to be get a doctorate in human resource, did you find that there should be more health education for these people in their jobs? I don't care if it's down to the broom sweeper all the way to the top of the high-rise of the building, did you find that there should be more of that so people get reminded of something they may have forgotten about, like all the things that you and I are talking about today? People forget. 
They get busy. People love reminders. It can be easy reminders for common sense things. Did you drink your water today? Did you eat some fresh vegetables? Did you have some relaxing, mindful meditation? Even if it's five minutes at your desk, did you take a walk, get up from your desk, take a walk? Did you get up in the morning and just do a couple stretches? Do a yoga pose while you're brushing your teeth. I I brush my teeth in in, um, tree pose. Every day. I do yoga <laughs> as soon as I get out of bed. I oh, do audience. Yoga. her doing <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I brush my teeth in tree pose on each leg. <laughs> and you, you can do I can in a few minutes. I can see the world out there now brushing their teeth uh, yes. and doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to, oh, I to heard remind people. Talking. You can brush your teeth and do yoga. And can you see the children getting ready in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) In tree pose. Mary Carolyn, that is, I like that. Well, one time I was filling my um, water bottle and I was standing at the refrigerator spigot. And I was, again, Uh in tree pose. and, And my kids said, Mom, you're always, you know, multitasking. You're always doing your yoga while you're doing something else. That's how I fit it in. And from a practical perspective, we need to remind people. People know to eat more vegetables. They know they're supposed to, and then they don't. Why don't they? Because it's not handy. That's why you have to keep your your pantry filled. Yeah, Yeah, they forget. So it's good to have reminders. Hey, get up from your desk right now. Stretch over a little bit. When you interview a doctor, have you ever, Mary Caroline, have you ever interviewed doctors? No, that I would like to. Oh, I do all. I have for years, forever. Okay, well, because I'm in research. But anyway, it's just fascinating how they also forget for themselves. they, They know. And here I've been studying for over 35 years, and I know Oh, I forgot that day and didn't think about it. Uh, we're only human, and we get all these tugs and pulls, human distractions, and more than ever in history. Have you ever found that your children, more than ever in history, are getting tugged and pulled? Now that we've got that device we put in our hand, <laughs> let's call it whatever, mobile device, and then oh, we're, we're bombarded so with information. We're getting it's yeah. so much information. And then I come after people and, you know, running after everybody telling them about micronutrients so I can drive people crazy. But even with, I work with right. a senior <laughs> client and I say, hey, before we go on our walk, let's have a drink of water. That's what we do. And her yeah. family told me, oh, she doesn't drink enough water. I said, but she does with me because. That's what we do before we work out, before I take her for a walk. We yeah. work, we Now, when take you're a going for the walk, so are, you doing your, are you doing breathing exercises as you walk? Yes, we do. We, we, good, good, with good. senior clients, yeah. I'm very careful to stop and, um, you know, make sure they're breathing. I also have a senior fitness specialist. Uh, certification uh-huh. and, and my company is everafterfitness.com and I help people, including seniors, keep mindful of stretching, breathing, and 
moving and staying hydrated because they mm-hmm. can forget. Right. They can forget. We all do. We, we all, all do. can. We all forget. If you're sitting in front of okay, the TV now, or even if you're we, studying. We only, yeah. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Tell us the, um, our meals. Uh, breakfast is still, is that still with nutrition research, the king of the day is eat like the king at breakfast? Is that still that way? That, that's what I do, but everybody's different. I think the most important thing is to everybody be in charge of your health and take a look at it. For me personally, mm-hmm. the breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, dinner like a pauper, like soup for dinner and a very light forever. dinner, mm-hmm. that, that's better for me personally, but everybody needs to study this for themselves. Take charge. Right, how they feel. Be the lead mm-hmm. of your health care. And know how you know what mm-hmm. works for you. Now, maybe students who have an 8 a.m. class aren't hungry at 7.30, and maybe they are. They have to know, when's my break in my class schedule? And then get over to the dining hall and eat vegetables. Don't grab mm-hmm. fast food. Don't wait too long. Wait till you're starving. And the other thing mm-hmm. is, everybody, know how your food is made. Where is it made? How long did it travel? Is it processed? Don't eat processed food that's it's deadly. It's not a live food. Um, mm-hmm. Eat living food. And, um, unless, and I'm excluding frozen vegetables from that. But we have more energy if we eat food that's alive. Mm-hmm. Or as close mm-hmm. to alive Now, real as quickly, we're almost out vegetables. of time. But we, I forgot to bring up the word sleep. Uh, to, when you're corporate life and you're teaching, have you taught them they need to learn how to sleep. I mean, they think oh, it's done I'm with nature and just sleep. lay down. Yes. Pardon. I mean, I, I always advise, I'm all over sleep. Mm-hmm. I advise people to, if you even feel like you're going to be traveling or you're going to be feeling like you're coming down with something, sleep, get extra sleep. Because sleep is, is mm-hmm. when our body shuts down and restore, restores ourselves. And I, I think mm-hmm. of, how, if you're entertaining, you can't be in the kitchen doing dishes and entertaining. Well, mm-hmm. at night, our, our body is doing all the cleaning up and, and doing the dishes of all the damage it got during the day. You need your As sleep. you're laying in bed. Yeah. 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 You need your sleep. You need quality, good sleep. Everybody needs good quality sleep. Okay. Now we're out of time, but tell us how to find you. You said you had a website. Everafterfitness.com is my website, and my can text my number if I should give that out seven zero three nine seven nine nine. Keep it to your keep keep it to your website. Okay, keep it to my website, and Mm -hmm. that's how to find me. Or everafterhealth at gmail dot com is another way. And I thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you, and I wish you the best. And when you're learning, as you go along, call, call up Rose and see if you want to do another show as you learn something we should know. I would love to. Thank you so okay, much you for have having a nice, me. Have a nice day, and thank you again. Okay, you have a nice you day. You too, Sharon. You and be well. Bye. Thank you. Well, audience, I want to thank you for listening today. 
uh, we should have learned a lot, but that's called the reminder. Uh, you may say, well, I already know. Oh, no, we need to be reminded, all of us. We're only human. And it's like I said, I don't care who you are. The reminding is very, very important. But Earth has a whisper. It wants you to put a child in your heart every day as you were once one. And remember, that child is very important in each and every dining table all over the world every day. They should be a priority to all of us. What is best for our children? I want to thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.